He said, we are going to see this child in nine months. He said, God has promised us this child and Satan is a liar and he's trying to throw deceit at us. He said, but we're not, we're going to choose not to believe that. We're going to choose to believe what God has for us. And God said that this child is going to be here in nine months. And so that is what's going to happen. Faith and healing need a receiver. Kenneth Copeland shares on the Believer's Voice of Victory today how to take hold of the miracle working power of Jesus that can remove symptoms and change your circumstances. Now here's Kenneth. Let's go now to Luke chapter 13. Sickness and disease, the curse, is from Satan. Verse 11, Behold, there was a woman with a spirit of infirmity, who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years, and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. Now, everybody in this house that has arthritis in your body anywhere, you listen. Anybody in this house that has spinal stenosis, you listen. Anybody in this house that's had your vertebrae fused together, you listen up. Amen. You listening to me? Any kind of anything wrong with the spine, anything, anything. Jesus saw her. He called her to him. He called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Now notice he said it first, and then he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. The ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work. In them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath. Well, now, she'd been that way 18 years. How come he didn't do anything about it all during that time? She'd been there a lot of Sabbaths. And the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his donkey from the stall and lead him away to watering? Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, lo, these 18 years be loosed 
from this bond on the Sabbath day. Today. Galatian chapter 3, verse 29. And if you be Christ, or if you be in Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the same promise with which this woman got healed. So I'm saying this to you. As the seed of Abraham, should you not be loosed from bondage? Should you not be loosed from infirmity today? Today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Faith begins where the will of God is known. There was no sin and death until Adam sinned and died. That's what brought sickness and disease into the earth. That's what brought the curse into the earth. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, thank you, Father. Yes, sir, I'll do that. Now this, Brother Dwayne, would you come please? There he is. Pastor Dwayne Munoz, Munoz. Pastoral staff, Eagle Mountain International Church. And, um, I don't believe you're still growing, Dwayne. <laughs> now you know how I felt when Oral Roberts walked up behind me yes, and I didn't know he was there. And, and, and he spoke to me and I turned around and he was standing there and he said, uh, I'm Oral Roberts. I literally said, ha, 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 Amen. He said, I understand you're a commercial pilot. And I said, yes, sir. Can you handle our airplane? Yes, sir. I was uh, going to hire a co-pilot two weeks ago, but the Spirit of God said, no, I have a student coming. He's supposed to have the, he said, you're, you're supposed to have the job. He said, you're my man. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, God had a plan. Yes, now sir. I had to get in that plan. And I was really slow about getting in it, but, but I had to get in that plan. Now, God's got a plan. He has a blessing plan. He has a healing plan. He sent you here today to get it. He didn't send you here today to try to get it. He sent you here today to receive it. Amen. And that, that word receive, like Gloria keeps reminding us every time they bring it up, thank God she does. That means to take it. Well, I, I'll take whatever he wants to give me. Oh, shut up. Man, it's time for, it, it, it's time for that, that kind of stuff to just get out of our, get, just get out of our vocabulary. Amen. You have to receive it. You have to take it. Faith 
and healing, the Word needs your receiver. Anybody open? Yes. Hallelujah. Pastor, tell, tell us now what happened with, with, with these, these 101 states. Yes, sir. In 2013, my nine-year-old daughter, nine years old at the time, was, came home with a tummy ache. We didn't know what it was. We thought maybe she just injured herself, stretching and playing. The next day, it got worse. She was taken to the hospital. My wife calls me and says, you need to come here quickly because they found a softball-sized mass on her left ovary, and it had enveloped the, the ovary and fallopian tube and completely had twisted it. So that evening, uh, we were in the hospital. They did surgery. They removed the fallopian tube and the ovary on the left-hand side. We got a hold of these scriptures, these 101, what God said about, or God's will concerning healing. And we read these scriptures over her at least three times a day, if not more, every single day. During that time, the doctor came back two days later and said it was ovarian cancer. And she's nine years old. And so they wanted to take her immediately and go and to start chemotherapy. During that time, a friend of mine who's a minister got a hold of Sister Gloria's teaching on, on a particular teaching she taught. She said, whenever you have to take medicine into your body, she said, pray for it and bless it like you do your food. Like you do your food. Because it's going into your body. And I remember on that day, it was Valentine's Day of 2013. The, the nurses come in, they're dressed up from head to toe. It looked like they were in hazmat uniform. All you could see was their faces. But they're coming in with these, these medicines, these bags of medicines, chemotherapy. And they're going to put that in my little nine-year-old. And I remembered rising up, I said, I want to lay my hands on that. And they didn't tell me no. So yes, sir, we'll let you. So I went, I laid my hands on it, prayed for it, told it would not do anything to her body negative. And anyway, she would have no negative effect whatsoever. And, but it, it would only attack those cells that were, that were not supposed to be there. And I remember laying hands on them, and the, the nurses behind me had their hands on my back, too. They were in agreement with us. Right. <laughs> she went through several rounds, never experienced one negative effect, never lost weight, never right. had any issues. Never had any issues, but we kept up with these. We continued to read these scriptures over and over. We even stopped and got the CD of you reading scriptures. And we had that playing in the room the entire time. And there were times when she would get a little anxious. And rather than reaching for a teddy bear, because we were, people were sending teddy bears and the whole room was full. She, wouldn't want, she didn't want it. She'd reach up for that little speaker right beside her head, and she'd pull it down, and she'd listen to you reading the scriptures, and she'd fall right to sleep. The doctors would come in. They would send interns, and they would come into our room and say, we, just, we, just, we know about you. We hear about you. There's just a sweet presence in this room. And they would come over to our room all the time. Well, fast forward about nine months. We get, you know, she was quarantined from everyone. Finally, we got the okay, she's well. We decided to have a celebration dinner 
for her. We're sitting down eating dinner and all of her friends and family. That same day, we get a call from the doctor and says she's cancer free. Later that afternoon, we get a call from the hospital saying the entire medical bills have been paid in full. And let me tell you how God, <laughs> the goodness of God. We walk into that restaurant, and there is seated Sister Gloria having dinner. And I got to go share with her what all that had transpired. When my daughter was, when the ovary was removed uh, and the fallopian tube, Abigail was in the hospital room the next day. She was moving around, and uh, they removed, you know, after surgery. She says, Daddy, God's going to restore my ovary and fallopian too. Yeah. So we didn't argue with her. We said, yes, yes, God can do that. So we stood in agreement with her. A year after, the doctors found another little spot on the other ovary. So we went back and they wanted to do a surgery. Well, we just stood in agreement right then and there. We said, you know, it's not coming back. It's not coming back a second time. So we began to start praying and we declared that that spot, whatever it was, would shrink. And I remember one of our pastor's wives said, not only will it shrink, it's going to pop off. Well, <laughs> we go, the doctor is the same surgeon who removed the ovary and the fallopian tube on the left side. He's the same surgeon that did the other. He went in to find what that spot was. When he went in, he said that the spot had shrunk from the initial size they first saw. When he reached out to take it, it popped right off and he caught it with his hand. <laughs> He's, they did the test. It was benign. The, te the whole surgery took 35 minutes. It was supposed to take an hour and a half. So 35 minutes later, I'm downstairs having a cup of coffee with the ministers that had come to be with us. Well, my wife, she called me. She said, they're on their way up. She's out of, the, out of surgery. So I didn't make it upstairs on time for the doctor to speak to me, but he had spoke to my wife. My wife comes out of that room, kind of thinking about what's well, just happened. And she says to me, she goes, okay, wait a minute. She said, they did take out the fallopian tube and ovary, right, last year? And I said, yes. And she goes, well, the doctor just came in, said she's doing well, she's strong, and both fallopian tubes are strong and healthy. <laughs> She How is wonderful. She's strong, healthy, doing well. And I asked my wife, I said, you know, Nicole, did you ever ask about the ovary? Because he said fallopian tube. And I, my wife says to me, if God's going to put a fallopian tube where there was none, who am I to question about the ovary? It's there already. <laughs> the doctor confirmed two days later, because he didn't want to talk about it. Two days later, he calls to check up on our daughter, and, and my wife called him and says, you, you're the same doctor that removed it last year, right? He goes, yes. He goes, but you also said that there were two in there. He goes, yes, ma'am, I did. Anything else I can do for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, give the Lord praise Lord, and thanksgiving. Thank you, Dwayne. Bless you, sir. Bless you. I love you, man. Now, if you guys will put up the 101, please. Um, you can download this from um, uh, Keith Moore's website. 
And I'll tell you what he did. God's will to heal. And he has, Keith has a, a big book that has this in it. And that's the title, God's Will to Heal. And he went through the scriptures and he put these in the first person. How do we know whether it's God's will to heal us or not? It makes little difference what others say about it. What did he say about it? Remember that God is no respecter of persons, Acts 10, 34. He never changes, Malachi 3, 6. So what he said to them yesterday, he's saying to you today, God's word is God speaking to me. Say that. God's word is God speaking to me. These statements are taken directly from the Bible with little or no variation. The verbs and construction have been changed to apply to you personally. To sum up the thoughts in some instances, also many of these statements are prefaced with phrases like, if you walk in my commandments, if you believe and obey and so forth. What did God say? 101 things God said. I am the Lord that healeth thee. Exodus 15, 26. Your days shall be 120 years. Genesis 6, 3. You shall be buried in a good old age. Genesis 15, 15. You shall come to your grave in full age like a shock of corn cometh in his season. Job 5, 26. When I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. Exodus 12, 13. I will take sickness away from the midst of you, and the number of your days I will fulfill. Exodus 23, 25, and 26. I will not put any of the diseases you're afraid of on you, but I'll take all sickness away from you. Deuteronomy 7, 15. It will be well with you, and your days shall be multiplied and prolonged as the days of heaven upon the earth. Deuteronomy 11, 9 and 21. I turn the curse into a blessing unto you because I love you. Deuteronomy 23, 5, Nehemiah 13, 2. And remember that I believe I receive it. I believe I receive my healing. I believe it. Hello, my name is Terry Miner, and this is my wife, Hannah, and this is our newborn baby. So we started believing to um, have our little blessing, and um, uh, we lost our first one. Um, that baby went to heaven, and then our second, and then our third. So um, that was uh, definitely a time of trial. Um, after my third miscarriage, they had to go and check to make sure everything was, you know, cleared out. And so then I was supposed to meet with the doctor that day. So this is a totally different doctor. I'd never seen her before. And she walked in the room and she was, and she, the first thing she did was she gave me a hug. She said, everything's going to be all right. She said, I have the same exact condition that you've been going through. She said, and um, I want to be your doctor with your next child. And we're going to see to it that this child 
it um, is healthy and beautiful and that I, I want to walk you through like the whole process. Um, so we believe that was definitely divine. And then right after that, we had another confirmation when we came to Texas and um, Kenneth Copeland, you know, brought us up front and prayed over us. And about this time next year, you will have a beautiful, healthy child. But this one, I was like, it's going to be easy. You know, God has spoken through Kenneth Copeland. I've received this healing. And I, and I know because I felt it. Like, I felt it uh, when he prayed over me that day. And so, um, so anyway, so we found out we're pregnant, which we were celebrating. I think I'd just gotten back from, we'd both gotten back from the gym that day and I just found out so I surprised Terry and told him and uh, we went for one of our first appointments and we're so excited we'd gone downtown that day and had you know a lot of fun together and then we went to our appointment and as soon as I got home I remember I went to the bathroom and I said Terry I said and I came out of the bathroom and I was like he's like what what is it I was like I was like, I'm having signs again of miscarriage. I said, and I didn't even, you know, we had just found out. I just gone to the doctor. The excitement was there. You know, we were ready because we knew, and I knew in my mind, like, no, this is going to be an easy pregnancy because I'd been speaking it, you know, and I know the promises God had for me, and I know what He had spoke to Kenneth Copeland to me. And and Terry was so quick to take me by the hand. He's like, sit down, sit on the couch. Everything's going to be okay. He said. Um, he said, Hannah, he said, we are going to see this child in nine months. He said, God has promised us this child, and Satan is a liar, and he's trying to throw deceit at us. He said, but we're not. We're going to choose not to believe that. We're going to choose to believe what God has for us, and God said that this child is going to be here in nine months, and so that is what's going to happen. As Christians, if we choose to be excited after we receive a word, and then something start looking different, or it like it's turning in a different direction, and get down, then what does that say about us? That should, that should be an indicator, do we really believe this word that was given to us from the Lord? Are we calling God a liar? Or are we gonna say, you know what? I believe God, God cannot lie. He will never lie. Perfect love casts out all fears. So no matter what happens, there's no excuse to walk in fear. So then I went back to the doctor and um, she said, I want you to be on bed rest um, until these signs stop. And, I, and I'm like, no, I said, I can't just sit here on the couch. I said, I'm gonna feed myself the word. So, so that day, I think we'd even turned on um, Gloria and Kenneth Copeland and their healing school. And so for two months, it was just about two months of me sitting on the couch. Um, I don't think many family members knew, nobody really knew until recently after we had him that we kind of went through this time. But um, that I literally sat there and I spoke the word and I fed myself the word because I wasn't going to allow my mind to look at the signs that were happening to my body and, and allow my mind to get in fear and my heart to get in fear and worry because it's not what, you know, God gave us that word from Kenneth and Gloria Copeland. And it's so important that no matter what healing you're believing for, even if God does give you a word, you can't let go of that promise. No matter what trial or obstacle tries to come up, no matter how hard it seems. And I feel like there's so, so many that they start feeling that healing and they know it's going to be easy and then they start straying away from it. And that was something that I had to learn not to do. And I think that was something that God taught me that was so huge during this whole pregnancy because for two months, 
I could choose to sit there and give in to the fear and give in to the worry, or I could choose, like, no, I'm going to step by faith. God has a promise for every single believer, but every believer has to do their part and stand for the promise. God will tell you something or show you something that is to come, but until it arrives, the enemy is going to try to scream, kick, punch, throw words out there, but you cannot give in to what he wants you to do. He's, he's a defeated foe. Keep him in his place as being a defeated foe. If he's already defeated, don't be moved by someone who's already lost. Be moved by the word because when we are moved by the word, we win. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.